All right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome morning. to Beadmaker and Coffee for Monday, January 22nd with uh, Sydney Bray Gwynn. And we have our guest today, Michael Hill. Michael, hey, welcome. Everybody. Thank you. Well, good morning, you guys. How was good your morning. weekends? Is everyone, uh, is everyone surviving the wintry snow? Michael, how are you dealing with the snow where you're at? Uh, there is no <laughs> snow in Georgia. It actually has been, uh, I think uh, we, we did a benefit run for Parkinson's Foundation on Saturday and uh, the high was 32 that day so it was uh, 19 for the most of the day so uh, no top down any of that type of stuff so we actually drove the smart car all day so <laughs> good times yeah really that smart car of yours is is hilarious it's all like it's lifted right lifted yeah. big old knobby tires all lifted, kinds of it's got all of, kinds of silliness done to it but uh, it's a ton of fun so it's, uh, everybody was running like old school, like, you know, 50s and 60s Jaguars, old school Porsches. And then uh, you got a smart car thrown in the middle of them. And it's, uh, it's, it's entertaining. So that's awesome. it's a very fun car. Well, and well, speaking of um, 33 high, we have uh, Sydney here, which I know that you've been in snowy Boise winter wonderland. Yes, and I'm sorry. I'm trying to pull up the Beadmaker Lounge. It's not working. I'm not sure. It looks like we're live, but it's not working. So sorry for that. Um, so I'm not going to be able to see who is leaving comments. But um, yes, so yes, so we. Um, it's been a crazy two weeks. So I think we started getting snow about two weeks ago. Um, so we had 29 inches in 12 days. Um, which is more snow in a 12 day period than when we had snowmageddon back in 2017, which like crippled the town. So, um, you know, I live about seven miles up and it's up. And so the elevation goes up quite rapidly. So I think just Boise got 29 inches. So I don't know how many we got, but more than that. Um, so yeah, we've been shoveling and blowing out and it's been crazy. And then the last couple days, it's been 40 degrees and raining. So now we're in a massive melt and flooding. So the weather's been a little crazy here, but um, yeah, my weekend was good. It was just a lot of um, watching football. I'm a huge football fan. So that was crazy. Um, There's a couple of good games. Yeah. Yesterday, the two teams I wanted to win won. So that was awesome. Nice. Um, I can't wait. So can't wait for next weekend. But anyway, last week, um, PNS was in Vegas on um, kind of a meeting. Um, as everybody knows, we joined with um, the Automotive Technology Group, ATG. And so we got to make a trip to Vegas and hang out with all those guys for a couple days. And that was a lot of fun. Um, so I was there all week last week. So this weekend, I didn't get a lot done because I'd been traveling all week. So um, so yeah, it was it was good. It was good. Yeah, if Georgia got that much snow, we'd literally have to call in the National Guard because <laughs> we entire state shuts down at like two inches of snow and everybody freaks out. There's no bread and milk at the stores. It's, 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 it's entertaining. So That's so funny. And like watching, you know, like TikTok and everything, it seems like the whole world or, you know, the whole U.S. just got slammed by snow in so many places. So um you're lucky because it yeah, my wife was mad she's like it's this cold and i've got to deal with this and we got no snow i'm just mad so yeah true <laughs> i mean we did have like the you know five degrees but at least we had a winter wonderland to look at in our five yeah. degrees that's true that's that does true. help it helps soften the blow when it's that cold when it's like 
Pretty. Yeah. And you can go sledding if you want to. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So fun. And then for me, trying to figure out how to get cars home in the snow, um, because luckily for me, I didn't have any of my customers cancel or anything. And so I was doing coatings and would have to get the cars home in the snow. It was crazy. Oh, man. But yeah, the only good thing rough. about the five degrees, though, is we could time it right where like there was a lot of snow on the road, but then if we waited till it was like five degrees for it to go home, everything was so frozen that it didn't kick the snow up and you only had to go a couple blocks. So it worked out. The cars are clean still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last time it snowed here, I actually, we, we took the smart out. It's got a winch and stuff on it and we're pulling Jeeps out of the ditch. And I was just like, I don't know of anything uh, more damaging to these guys' egos than a smart car pulling them out of the ditch. Oh so, yeah. I bet. Uh, that, that was, <laughs> I, was like, I looked forward to it. I was like, please snow. Cause that, that was, I had an awesome time doing that. So it was pretty funny. That is so funny. That is so good. That's so good. Well, Michael, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Um, Michael Hill, I've been uh, detailing for just a minute or two, uh, I guess around 18 years. Um, <laughs> my background's, uh, I worked for tier one automotives for a really long time. So my background uh, coming through college is in physics and engineering. Um, I was one of those people I went through college and was close to this degree. So I went after that one, got that degree. And then, you know, uh, not a lifelong uh, student, but, um, but say, yeah, I've got a really heavy background in, in the automotive industry and then um, got into detailing and um, went down the rabbit hole for the science side of, of the detailing world. Um, so I do a lot of chemical engineering for uh, a couple of different uh, ceramic companies. Uh, I work at a lab in Atlanta that, does surface coating technology so i've in the last 10 years got to see about every coating out there every product coming on that actually goes to on a surface um i created the m644 test which is a ietf 16949 which is an automotive standard uh for actual coatings um so yeah just i'm I'm a super big nerd uh i like rabbit holing on stuff if i don't know about it i'm going to stay up for two days straight and drink six pots of coffee until I know as much as I feel confident in knowing. Um, and then I'm the owner of, uh, of CCI ceramic coating Inc. And, um, so we were, our first product released, uh, July 5th of last year. And so that is uh, a very quick snapshot. Um, awesome. Awesome, thorough, awesome. very thorough snapshot. Yes, very thorough. So, so if you guys didn't pick up on it, um, <clears throat> if you have any chemistry type questions or you know product questions and stuff, Michael is. We are so fortunate to have him here today. Wealth of knowledge. Um, he has a great way of explaining things to where we can understand them. <laughs> um, I always like I could sit and talk to Michael for hours. So um, definitely, let's take advantage of him being here. Make sure you send in your questions. Um, this is going to be a great episode. We're super excited about it. Um, so should we start with product of the week? Yes. Or should we start with what's going on? Which oh. one? What's happening? <laughs> I'll jump in. I'll jump in with product of the week just to okay. get get that Perfect. out of the way, and I'll and then awesome. I'll get out of your way. Um, so I have, <laughs> um, well, it's it's ten cars and counting now that I had this week that were um, hit with some overspray from a roofing company working next door and not letting anyone know that they were working. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually texted Michael Hill um, <laughs> and and explained <laughs> to him. Uh, what I'm pretty sure the product was. And he replied back with like, uh, basically, yeah, you're, um, that's going to be tough. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> I think he just said, I'm sorry, man. That was his first response. <laughs> yeah. And I knew Not I was speed. in trouble. 
Yeah, um, it was like a poly, what was it, polyameric something, poly yeah. something foam, um, <laughs> spray foam insulation stuff that got all over these cars. <clears throat> so my product of the week has been, um, it's, it's twofold. It's been epic waterless wash, because I'm just waterless washing these cars out front of this these businesses, um, and then paint glossing them and claying them for hours and hours and hours and hours. Um, so I actually had Ian over at uh, PNS Central go through the the back storage of products back there and find he found me one of those clay discs with uh -huh. the Velcro on it that I can put on a polisher, mm -hmm. um, so I can go super clay. Go ham on it, yeah, yeah, just go nuts. Um, but the first couple I've done have been really tough, and so I'm just claying the crap out of everything, <laughs> and it's nice. been. But it's been it's been great because the roofing company's on the hook for it, so it's a mm -hmm. you know nice easy transaction. Mm -hmm. um, Ten cars. So while a lot of guys are slow right now, I am booked booked to the nines with claying and polishing jobs. Nice. Um, so that's yeah. Been just fun. tell them to keep parking those things out there when they're doing that. That way you can just stay busy until uh, springtime. Yeah, yeah. Just give me another twenty cars. Yeah, especially yeah, after I get the, the disc. Yeah, what we're talking about is uh, that particular spray foam. It actually will absorb chemicals and stuff. So Tony was asking, he's like, is it going to be okay to leave it on there? I was like, no, any and everything that, you know, atmospheric is going to soak down into this and it's going to start etching into paint. Oh, and he's like, oh, that's that's lovely. That's Thanks for telling me that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm sorry. It's like oh, a doomsday predictor. Just so I'm like, oh, well, it's going to get worse. But, uh, you oh, know, gosh. Yeah. And I had thrown everything, all the solvents and stuff I had at it too. And, and then I, you know, gave Michael the list and he's like, yeah, man, like, sorry. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what a bummer. Yeah. What a bummer. But if the cars for... have been coated, see, then it have been, been fine. Yeah. You probably I know. I'm going to have to make sure I drop that's that a good, to each that's of these a good, people. Uh, yeah. That's a good sales tactic today. But like, Hey, you know, if you got a car was coated, we could have got that stuff real easy with no damage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And by the way, I do coatings. I'm Tony. I, yeah. <laughs> Here's a business card. <laughs> Have a nice day. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Especially the guys doing the, the stuff, the, the insulation guys who the, the company spraying were like, hey, if you coat your cars in this, it'll be uh, much easier to remove. Just a, yeah. Or you might want to just go ahead and while you're doing the spray installation, pay for your customers to get their stuff <laughs> prior to you guys coming out. So, yeah. yeah. Or at least put up a sign or something. I guess they were, you know, and the morning that they started working, the roof had some sizable ice on it. It had rained quite a bit and that ice had frozen into chunks in the little like divots were the, of the, the type of shingles mm -hmm. that had on the roof. Mm -hmm. um, and they were like pressure washing it off and just shooting ice out everywhere. And there's people like th these customers, same customers with the cars, obviously were telling me like, yeah, I was walking under, you know, I didn't know oh they gosh. were working up there and there's ice flying down all around me while I'm trying to walk into my office. Um, so they just had not a care in the world for anything or anybody. So that is nuts. Yeah. That is nuts. How about you? Sarah? Very good. Um, gosh. So I know sometimes I pick the same products, but some of them I just love <clears throat> so much. So, you know, I use uh, mine's absolute. So I use absolute all year, right? We know that I do rinseless wash all year round, um, because I'm working out of my home shop, but you know, I've had the opportunity the last couple of weeks um, to speak to a lot of detailers all around. And we've talked about how the weather has been so crazy the last couple of weeks, you know, all across the U.S. And, um, you know, I've been able to chat with a bunch of detailers and, and 
you know, kind of help solve problems and stuff. And I just think Absolute is so amazing in its capabilities to wash really dirty cars. You know, and there's a lot of people right now that can't use their pressure washers. They can't use their foamers, um, you know, looking for a way to save time. And it's just, it's so amazing that even on these crazy, dirty, really, really dirty winter cars, it's amazing how much you can get away with, with Absolute. Um, So I've been using it you know, and I look out in my shop and I go, okay, I have it in a spray bottle. I have it in my steamer. I have it in a small IK pump. I have it in a big IK sprayer, you know, and it's just, um, I, you know, used it as a clay lube a couple days ago. Um, and so just being able to, even like in the big IK sprayer, I actually have one of the old ones and I feel like it shoots almost like a hose. And so I've been using that as the pre-spray and it literally, you know, gets, and we have that like sodium hydrochloride sand stuck to the side of all the cars that just turns the car white. And, you know, I've been rinseless washing for a lot of years. Right. And I've only had absolute what this is maybe the second winter I've had absolute. And it's just amazing to watch it literally break that stuff up right away and start the process of, you know, bringing it down. And it's just amazing. It's just amazing how much I can wash and, you know, literally not scratch anything. Um, I had a brand new, uh, Subaru Outback last Friday from right straight from the dealership. Um, and so I definitely like, after I washed it, I took the inspection light to it and there was no marring from the wash. I could see some beat marks from the Subaru dealership automatic car wash, but there was nothing, you know, like, from me washing it. And I just, so anyway, I know we talk about absolute a lot, but, um, that was just one to me that last week I was just like, I'm so thankful for this product just because of the time of year and, you know, really how much we can get away with as far as even like the steamer, like just to steam all that stuff out of the door jams and stuff without having to grab a pressure washer is just so amazing. So that's my product. Absolutely. How about you, Michael? (laughs) <laughs> um, so I actually, um, have had a gallon or two gallons of, um, undressed and, uh, mm-hmm. I've got, I've got my Miata now that I've done more work than I care to tell people I've done to it. But anyway, <laughs> so, um, I was going to try the stuff called Permashine. Um, mm-hmm. so I used undressed to, to get all the molding wax and everything off the tires and, um, uh, pretty impressed with it. Um, mm-hmm. It was 38 degrees that day when I was using it, and uh, <laughs> I had a small window of time where I could use water and stuff. But yeah. um, I've had it forever, been meaning to use it. Um, so that was the first time, and like I said, that was that was pretty awesome of getting stuff. And I can just imagine we've got a uh, the four by four trucks and stuff here are, are big time, and they like to hose them down with the, mm-hmm. the we call it the Crisco spray. Uh, yeah, it's super thick. Yeah, um, silicon yep. dressing, and there's no really way to get that once they start, you know, <clears throat> oranging and stuff. And so, mm-hmm. I'm excited to throw those uh, at it once, you know, once we get those coming around. Yep. So, yeah, pretty cool. It, it's such a great product, such a great tire reset. Like, definitely, right. anytime I'm switching coating or not coatings, uh, dressings, or even especially when I get those new cars from the dealership, I don't know what they put on there there, but you know, I got to get that stuff off. And so I, I love undress. That's such a great product. Such a great yeah, product. We've got a, a lot of the, uh, the, uh, classic car guys here who literally put the cooking stuff called Crisco. They will put it in a yeah. mitt and rub it on their tires. And I'm like, oh my gosh. it smells like fried chicken at all the car shows in July <laughs> for some reason. It's like, what's going on? But yeah, this is what we use. And, 
I thought they were kidding, you know, but then you see it for real and you're like, wow, this is okay. Oh my gosh. Sounds like a uniquely Georgia thing. I don't know. I'm probably so. You know, it. they're like, hey, mom's mom's frying the chicken in there. I need some tire shine. I don't have any. Let's you just know, why have another product on the shelf if you got Crisco and you're using it? Yeah. Yeah. The undress works great on uh on floor mats too, like yep. your weather tech or your just oh, yeah. rubber floor mats. Yeah. Awesome for that as well. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll keep throwing these comments up here. Let you guys chit chat. And okay. I'll find some questions for you. Um, yeah. I'll see so, you in a little while. Yeah. So real quick, go ahead, Tony. So real quick, before we start um, questions, I just want to talk about like what's coming up in the industry, right? So um, starting next week, we have a big industry event, uh, Mobile Tech Expo in Orlando. So all of Team PNS will be there. Uh, Tony's coming with us on this trip. So we're super excited to have Tony, the trainer. <laughs> Which makes me think of like Tony the Tiger. We're gonna have Tony the Trainer with us. Um, so if you are heading to MTE, I believe we are booth number nine three nine um, for PNS. So make sure you stop by and say hi to us. Um, super looking forward to. It. I love MTE every year. I feel like it's like the way to kick off the year. Like I just, I really, really love MTE. So question, Michael, will you be at MTE? Yes, I will be there, and I will probably be hanging out in the PNS booth quite a bit. Uh, awesome. We'll be walking around. I'll be in black and orange. So I'll be very easy to find. Yes. Um, awesome. 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 Um, and so make sure you come see us if you're there. Um, we have a couple of us um, speaking during education days. So you'll have to check the schedule. I didn't, I didn't uh, write all that down, but um, a couple of us uh, either obviously will be in sessions on education day or speaking at them. So um, check that out. And then uh, we have the big IDA uh, awards kind of annual business meeting on, um, oh gosh. I just forgot what night that is, Friday night. Um, so anyway, make sure you come check us out there. We're super excited about that. That is next uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, and then one other quick note about PNS, we have a new product dropping tomorrow. Um, so I'm going to give a sneak peek of it. I'm not going to give the full peek, just a sneak peek. Um, but make sure that you pay attention to our social media and everything tomorrow as we do have a new product coming out. Um, so I'm just going to hold these up like this and only give a little sneak peek. So um, watch for the free ride. So something we're super excited about and we've been working on for a while. So that is what's new at PNS. And then, of course, we are working on new um, products that will be coming out, but those are not coming out yet. So stay tuned. But tomorrow, a fun little drop free ride. Um, all right. So we can get into questions now. Uh, let's see what Tony's got for us. Lots of good mornings. Good morning, everybody. And we have, um, oh, real quick, I want to mention, because this is going to be exciting, so you're going to want to watch for this too, a uh, friend of the show, Anthony Brown Jr. from Texas, he will be at PNS today, um, I believe at 10 a.m. Pacific time, um, to get the tour of the facility and meet with Bob and stuff. So I'm sure we'll see all of that coming out. I'm not sure if Anthony's on this morning, but um, it's kind of early where he is now. Um, but that'll be fun to watch. Um, I can't wait for him to see PNS. It's it's really awesome. Yes, very cool place. Very cool. It's hard to even like explain to somebody, right? Like you got to go last year and it's hard to even prep anybody. You're just like, you're just going to love it. It's just, yeah. it's awesome. It's like Disneyland and I don't even know what to say to prep you for it. <laughs> and plus you get to hang out with, with all the cool PNS people. So that's, yes. uh, yep. that's the yep. best part. So. Yep. The warehouse crew is great. All right. Let's see. Oh, 
Tony says just, okay, I get it. Tony just sent us a private little message here. Um, so EC details says, Tony, was there any chemical that made a dent or did you just have to clay it off? So it sounds like only clay was what was taking it off. Just clay. Yeah. That type of, um, so the foam that was going on is like the spray foam you use for insulation. And it basically, mm -hmm. uh, does a very fast chemical adhering and then it starts mm -hmm. swelling. So it even etches it into it more. So, um, probably uh, there's very few things that I can imagine that's going to be worse than that stuff right. getting on your car. Yeah. Um, and then you have to like basically cut through foam. So I don't, I don't know of anything out there besides just getting super crazy with things mm -hmm. that you might not have paint left, but, uh, yeah, that's yeah. one of those good old, uh, elbow grease and, and time yeah. type yeah. things there. Yeah. So nuts. All right. And then Lindsay Rose says, absolutely for the absolute. <laughs> that never gets old being like, absolutely. I just remember saying that the whole time we were teasing it for like months, we were like, absolutely. <laughs> I can't say words that rhyme too fast. I'm from Georgia and I speak real slow. So it's so funny. All right. MJ Auto Detailing says, hey, Michael, I've been using CCI coating since last August and really like it. Can you explain the sediment suspension technology in advance and how is it different than other coatings and the advantages? Also, any update on when the spray sealant detailer is coming, I'm guessing is what the end of that is. Uh, sure. So, uh, we can get crazy technical. So we'll, we'll go up on the spray sealant that's, uh, actually releasing at mobile tech. Uh, we're oh, going to have a bunch of bottles there. We're going to be, uh, handing out. And, um, cool. so super excited about that. Um, so, uh, as I said to you guys, uh, I'm one of the owners for CCI and our top of the line coating is called advance. Um, and it's a sediment suspension coating. So what that means is instead of basically putting, uh, chemicals in there that suspend all the solids in there. We just uh, let them float around in there all willy-nilly like. Um, <laughs> so in, in most of your bottles of coating, usually 30% of those are just uh, chemicals in the bottle to keep the fluid suspended. That's your only purpose in there. As to where if we do it with a sediment suspension, you can put uh, a lot of different products in there and everything in the entire bottle is um, functioning on the vehicle. So that's a, that's one of the main uh, differences with sediment versus uh, fluid suspension. Um, like I said, we can, we can go down this rabbit hole for a whole, <laughs> whole hour of, of, of telling that, but that's, that's one of the kind of the main things. Uh, it just allows you to put heavier chemicals in there, more of them uh, for the solids, uh, some better elastomers and things like that into it. Um, cool. But the spray coating is going to be really cool. It's going to allow you basically to apply advanced and, uh, one hour after advance is applied, you can put this on there. And then 30 minutes after that, you can send it out into the rain or anything. It's absolutely ready to go. So Very super cool. excited about that. It only yeah. took me uh, 26 renditions of it to get it right. And um, <laughs> uh, I've kept a couple of coffee companies in, 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 uh, in check and in, in play. So That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you guys have a booth at MTE or just going to be traveling around? Uh, we're going to be traveling around. We're basically, okay. we're just uh, in the mindset of um, we could take the money that we were going to be spending on a mm -hmm. booth and actually take product to, to hand out instead of a That's booth. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you know, uh, all of our friends there have booths and we'll go hang yeah. out with those guys. Yeah. And uh, I Very guess we're cool. kind of taking the Breaking Bad thing. Here's the first taste for free and then call Very us cool. if you. 
if you like the product. So very cool, very cool. Well, so if you guys are MT, definitely uh, track Michael down. Um, so much information and great, great coatings. Um, so I'm super excited to see what's coming out, and that will be so fun. So orange, right? Orange. Lots yeah, of orange. I'll be in in, in orange <laughs> and black, and I've got uh, went and bought some new orange shoes yesterday. So and are you bringing your space backpack? Yeah, That's I'll have my stormtrooper backpack on. Uh, <laughs> so if you see a white stormtrooper backpack, that is yep. that is me. Yeah. That's awesome. So great. All right. Terry Foreman, absolute rinseless wash with warm water. Of course. Of course. Yep. Mine comes out with warm water. I can't, I can't stress that enough. Like the best thing in my shop is my chemtroll hooked up to hot water. <laughs> I'm running absolute on tap. I love it. So great. All right. EC details. Sydney, is it a polish? No, not the one that's coming out tomorrow. No. <laughs> All right. First from Puerto Rico. See, I don't even know what this is. So I'm going to say, oh, okay, cool. Yep. Nope. We've, we've kept it pretty good under wraps so far. Um, yes. For, yep. We love new products. Alex late, but I'm here. Hello, all you beautiful people. Hello, Alex. He is definitely talking to you on the beautiful side. (laughs) No, he's talking to you too. Morning, Uh, Alex. I'll get to see Alex in a couple months. He'll be in Boise. Can't wait. Uh, my guy, Kirby, Michael, can you educate us on the factors that alter coding curing times? Sure. So um, a lot of it has to do with the chemical composition of the coating. So the way that coatings work on a, a surface is is uh, after they apply, the very top layer will cure first. And that's uh, just because it's right to the air, um, touching all the like I said, different uh, elements into the air. And then you've got the part of this connected to the paint and then all the stuff in the middle. Um, so usually it's around 10 to 14 days for that to bleed out. And what it has to do is it has to cure from the bottom going up, uh, which is hard because it's already encased itself on top. So that's why you get the, the times um, that it takes that, that amount of time. Even though it's about a micron to a micron and a half thick, um, it's still having to work against the factors of basically pushing out all the outgassing, um, all the different types of moisture, all that type of stuff through the coating that's already hardened on top. Um, so heat will be, a, a, of course, a, a big big factor in that. Uh, your outside ambient uh, humidity and just basically the temperature that it's sitting in, um, and as well as what you put on top of the coating. So if you just kind of layer things on top of it, it takes longer for everything to push out. Um, and also the, the chemical composition of your clear coat um, will make a big difference because if you've got a real porous clear coat like a Subaru or um, black GM paint, stuff like that are there. Um, black GM paint uh, is horrible in every aspect you can think of. Um, but a lot of that plays into it as well. Um, like I said, you can make a huge list of things that are going to play into it. Um, but your, your temperature and the chemical makeup of the coating is going to be the main one that uh, kind of factors in the curing time, but most everything out there, and, and including including my coating, uh, a full cure from the bottom all the way to the top is going to be around the seven to fourteen day day mark. Cool. So I have a question following that up. Um, so seven to fourteen days, and we obviously give the car back to the customer about twenty four hours later, right? So what what is the risk to the coating? when the car's kind of living its normal life for those seven to 14 days, what is the biggest risk to the coating, um, in that window? Like, is it, is it being in snow rain, um, or is it kind of stable? Like what's the biggest risk? 
Um, so mostly like push impacts are going to be one of the main things and then heavy chemical um, while everything is still drying. Um, so like I said, the, the bottom part is still going to be mostly a liquid type. Mm -hmm. So if you take impacts, that's why they tell you not to wash it with any kind of like right. abrasion or uh, mm -hmm. force going down on it because you can actually at a particle level start mm -hmm. shifting things around. Okay. Um, so that's why I tell you not to wash it or kind of, yeah. kind of anything, mm -hmm. you know, pushing on it or use like high pressure washing, anything that mm -hmm. puts force down on it. Okay. And as well as the top is still curing. So like really heavy chemicals, like if you were to take, mm -hmm. you know, an acid or something and spray it on there, that the top layer is still super, super thin. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that in, impacts it, which is one of the reasons we, we made the spray to go on top of it to mm -hmm. where it kind of blocks a ton of stuff out of it. Um, okay. It kind of gives it a, a shield while it's, while it's curing. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. That is good information. All right. Super auto. Ah, Josh mentioned the free ride in his reply to me on Facebook yesterday regarding plate maker. <laughs> awesome. Frank, good morning. It feels like everybody say good morning. I think a, uh, a ton of people have said hello Yes, so I, don't, I don't want to miss anybody. Hello, everybody. Thank you so yep. much for, for yeah. joining us. Uh, yep. So Gabriel, so back to uh, Tony's issue on that foam, is acetone not working to dissolve it or make it soft? So is there really nothing that will make that foam any softer? It's just bonded with um, it? Yeah, that stuff is uh, super, super reactive. Uh, so mm -hmm. acetone will soften it up some, but it will also reactivate some of the adherence oh. into it. So then you're going to be okay. smearing it around. It's going to dry oh. other places. Oh, um, yeah. Like I said, yeah. that stuff is probably one of the worst things you can get on your car, just by the way it reacts with everything. Yeah. Um, because it reacts <laughs> with... <laughs> I feel like there's an excuse for me to jump in like that every week where it's like something terrible has happened to me. <laughs> it's a, I mean, I guess for an audio podcast, I shouldn't be doing sight gags. Um, but, you know, I pop in with like with my d just tired, um, stressed out look on my face. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you know, nothing. Nothing was helping with that stuff. I'm going to try some of solvents again when I have the next car in today. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like this happened to, um, another a friend of the show, Nick Vecchio. Michael, did you ever talk to Nick when that happened to him last I summer? I think he's still, I uh, think he's still claiming that particular car right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember well, I'll have to text him today. Cause I know he had one that had several came in that got coated in something from roofing. And I remember he could not get it off. And I just remember a lot, a lot of cleaning. So um, I'll have to reach out to him and see if he had any crazy voodoo that ended up working, but it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it's is. one of those things and, and my, you know, instant uh, thought on that and, and thinking about that since we talked, um, is to use maybe hand sanitizer with a couple of different things because it's got a little bit of surfactants in it uh, and the alcohol, alcohol in it will flash dry it. So that might mm. be something you could kind of work mm -hmm. into it. Okay. Um, I'll give that a shot it. today and report um, back. When fire. I call you crying, <laughs> when I call you crying, you'll know it, it only works. It, so didn't, well. it didn't work, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, oh, since, since I broke in here, uh, broke through the fourth wall or whatever, I do have a... <laughs> A couple of questions from the internet from okay. our, uh, what's our segment currently called? Moments of uh, internet uncertainty. Yep. Moments of internet uncertainty. <laughs> um, 
That's what they so we we had a run of this lately, which I mean, I guess everyone can sympathize with since we were mm-hmm. talking about the weather and how cold it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a question from everybody, uh, and mm-hmm. that's my bottle showed up frozen. Did I mm-hmm. return it? Is it ruined? Yeah. Um, so I guess <laughs> can we talk a little bit about you know freeze cycles on chemicals and um, and how to tell maybe if those products are still usable. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to start off and then I'm going to, I'm going to start off with, um, should you return it? And then I'm going to let Michael go into the chemistry part. But so I literally, I sent this to Tony and I was like, literally from this question is from everybody and their brother. Like, so we got so many questions and it was all like last week because, you know, like we talked the weather, it's been freezing across the entire country. It's been snowy, rainy, cold. And so, um, we had a lot of people last week where their shipments, whether it be from us, the rag company, Amazon, where, I mean, wherever, everything that we got was frozen. Right. Um, so lots of people asking, um, you know, is it defective? Should I return it? Um, and the answer is no. Um, and then we also had a lot of people that were upset with us personally, like at PNS, which, um, so I just wanted to address this. So when you order product, it's coming from California. <laughs> so it's not frozen when it leaves PNS. Um, so we ship it from California and we don't have any control on where that truck drives, right? So if it's driving to Georgia, we can't control what cities they drive through, how long the semi is stopped there, if it goes on a plane. So we have no control. Once that leaves shipping, we have no control over it. So it's really not like a PNS issue. It's more of just shipping. And really, like even everything that I've ordered, stuff that, you know, wasn't necessarily even le- liquid, like it's coming frozen, like it's frozen, right? And so um, so the answer is no, you shouldn't return it, but you do need to kind of check it out. And so now I'm going to throw it to Michael to give us the chemistry answer. Um, we don't get frozen stuff in Georgia, so I don't know. <laughs> what is frozen? There's no frozen path to Georgia. <laughs> Um, so, so basically what this is going to do is going to congeal the parts that aren't, doesn't have an alcohol based or some type of, uh, chemical in that's not going to freeze. It's going to separate that stuff. But usually once you let that sit for a couple of days and get back to kind of room temperature, and then I would, you know, of course, agitate it, uh, quite well to get everything kind of shook up. I don't know of anything in you guys line that it would make a, a detriment to, mm-hmm. uh, if you got your ceramic coating bottles and they were frozen, yeah, then you're probably going to have a, a super big issue at that point in time. Mm-hmm. But most of your, your chemicals, uh, like break buster and all those type of stuff, once they get back in, they're settled at room temperature. Um, everything should kind of mix back together. Um, cause if you think about it, all these chemicals, uh, you know, break buster, everything we use, are all separated anyway. And that's all the freezing is doing is separating stuff. So they're all poured into a vat and mixed. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of want to repeat that process, get it back to, you know, 70, 80 degrees and then Mm -hmm. shake the fool out of it for a little while. And then you're going to be good to go. Like I said, I don't know of anything in you guys line that uh, it would be a super detriment to, to freeze. Mm -hmm. Um, You always, always want to not freeze them um, Mm -hmm. just to take that chance. Um, and then always make sure to keep it closed once it's frozen too, because it will pull in extra moisture um, and water into it. Um, so just keep it sealed up. Don't open it to try to make it, you know, uh, thaw out faster or things like that, because that will introduce water into it. So Interesting. as long as it's sealed up, you're good to go because nothing from the outside has gotten into it. That's a really good and I, and I've heard Dave answer this question too. And, mm-hmm. and frequently he's talked about, um, 
uh, like re repeat freeze cycles, right? You know, yeah, and right. I think the question the last time, of course, I can't remember the exact product it was at the time, but he said, thinking, oh, no, we tested that. And it really only started to fall apart after like two or three freeze right. thaw cycles. Then, then he's like, then it was bad. So if it showed up to you once, there's a good chance it probably froze just one time during the transit, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we can go from there. So. Yeah. Um, and then so the I, think question, it, I think it oh, is, sorry, I, I think it's Speedmaker that struggles with the freeze thaw, freeze thaw cycles. And so that one was like, you know, after four or something Two like or that. Three, so, yeah, yeah. so it is a good note that, you know, they are stable through a couple, some more than others. And so, you know, like Michael said, you know, leave those freeze, <laughs> freeze thaw, thaw cycles for shipping because it's totally unavoidable. So, um, but as always, your products should be stored in, you know, not freezing temperatures. So, you know, if you, when you get your products, try to keep them out of the freezing. So especially you mobile guys, you know, if you're in areas that freeze, you know, watch your vans and things like that, because, you know, that's really the real threat to the chemicals is it's consistently freezing over and over again, but, um, the shipping you keep getting that separation over and over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like you take silly putty and if you do this right here so many times, it just gets real stringy right. and you can't put it back together anymore. So yep. yeah. So, yeah. So, Same difference. Yep. So we should all be good. I know the one product that I saw the most was, and maybe that's just because people were so excited to get it and then they were thought it was ruined was the um, clean maker mix. So lots of bottles of clean maker. <laughs> were yeah. Frozen even even Jamie, one of Jamie's got frozen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we were like, does it freeze in Louisiana? <laughs> and we're like, do you even know what ice is? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was hot all year. Um, yeah. So no, you guys are good. Good, good. Just remember, if you're cold, they're cold. So bring your yep. chemicals in. Inside. There you go. <laughs> and your cats. Your cats, your dogs, and your chemicals. Um, all right. One more we had from email. And I'm assuming they were talking about on glass. But uh, the question yeah. says, can you remove water spots by hand with Clarity Cream? Yes, it was referring to glass. Here. Yes, it was. It was uh, referring to by uh, glass. So um, you can... Um, I wouldn't really suggest it, especially if they're, you know, pretty, pretty solid water spots. Um, you're going to be there a while. Uh, Clarity Cream originally was designed to be used by hand. So it was developed before DA polishers were. So um, it was meant to be used by hand. You can absolutely use it by hand, but you're obviously going to be much more efficient when using it by machine. So, um, you know, just, I mean, what does it do, Michael? Does it heat the glass up, make those come off easier? Um, you know, it just, it works better on a machine. And so general contamination, you're going to be able to get off by hand, but if you have water spots, I'd probably grab a machine, but if you don't have one, certainly try it. If you need to work out for the morning. Yeah. You know, any of those type of stuff as well. <laughs> yeah. But if you have hard, I mean, if you have, you know, if it's just like the speckling, you're going to be able to get off that fine. But if it's true water spots, you're going to be there for a, a good couple minutes. Yeah. Good couple minutes. Yeah. All right. EC details. Mike Hill, in light of recent developments in the industry, what distinguishes CCI coatings from the new ceramic coatings that all have been established for some time? Um, so every year we, we meet up with raw material manufacturers and they've all, you know, a lot of the coating stuff. Um, we use a lot of stuff in the medical field um, is uh, the technology is moving at the speed of light. Um so, you know, if stuff's been out and it's tried and true, it still works well. Uh, but there is new developments every day. So I'll, I'll design a product. 
uh, make a chemical formulation. And then by the time I'm ready to release it six months later, there's three other products that could have worked better. And then, you know, you just got to keep moving. It's kind of like uh, if you guys are into computers, I mean, you can build a, the best thing that one day, two weeks later is, mm-hmm. you know, almost obsolete. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same way with, with uh, the chemicals um, in the industry that are coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you know, all the companies are always striving to improve and, uh, you know, better their products. There's a lot of products out there that just work and they have to be between X and Y to, to function. And those, you know, that you won't see a lot of uh, moving and shaking in those. But, you know, the coding field, you know, since I've started detailing is massive change. Mm-hmm. Um there's so much, you know, I remember the first coding I put on, it was panic inducing because it was, mm-hmm. you know, you did a small spot this big mm-hmm. and if it flashed too much, then you're polishing it back off. And, you know, coding is are getting easier. And, you know, I always laugh with all the new guys coming into it. It's like, mm-hmm. man, this is difficult. And I was like, no, you should go back in the day. Like, yeah. you know, when C courts uh, yeah. first come out and it's just like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, so it's just, there's just a lot of uh, different innovations and it just depends on how much your company is, is innovating to, to stay ahead of the curve. Yeah. Um, the, the thing that I like to say that, that separates uh, me and my company from a lot of companies is I develop things from a detailer's mindset um, to say, hey, what am I looking for? What are the products that I would want to use that make things easier on me? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of companies out there have a guy that doesn't care anything about cars that develops mm-hmm. in a lab. Like, all right, here, cool. You guys mm-hmm. have fun trying to use this. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think that's one of the things that, uh, that does set us apart from that is we're innovating from the detailer mindset versus a laboratory and uh, business mindset. Yeah, that's absolutely huge too. That's so huge. Um, you know, even just as a detailer that uses these products, like I notice the difference between the companies that have a chemist that cares and one that doesn't like you, it's very, very noticeable. So very cool. Um, Facebook user fast eddies receives my first CCI order today. That's awesome. Cool. You're going to love it. Uh, the cat's having a peaceful sleep in the background. Always. The cat never misses weed maker and coffee. <laughs> the dog. If yeah, mine comes by, you can hear a little bell ringing. Oh. If, she was, if she were to get up here and see your cat back there, she'd just be staring at the screen like she was crazy. So that's so funny. Yeah. So funny. Aloha and good morning. That's from Kelly. Kelly, poor Kelly. She's in the frozen tundra right now. She's in Boise. <laughs> poor thing. Great. Joe Kimball. CCI is going back on Allie's Black Bronco this week. It's going to be under the nasty Northwest Washington elements while she's at school. I can't wait. (laughs) That'll, that'll put some to the test. Oh yeah. For sure. We've got, we've got quite a few up there in in that. And uh, I think you'll be Mm -hmm. pleased with the outcome. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see you at MTE, Kyle. Yes. And Jamie, the cleaner in the house. Good morning, Sydney and Michael. Good morning, morning, Jamie. Have they announced the Grand Ambassador of the Year yet? I'm still waiting. Uh, Frank Opice, looking forward to seeing everyone at MTE and also meeting Michael. I'll we be there. Cannot wait, cannot wait. I love MTE. My guy Kirby, xylene could be used on the phone to break the bond. Oh, could it be? So uh, it'll help some, uh, but that's a mold release agent. Um, so once it's already got that chemical bond, it's going to be a lot harder. Uh, to use that for basically that to penetrate down into the the bottom adhesion level to it. 
Um, it may help, but it'll kind of be one of those things. It's, that's uh, that's just the whole thing is, is that that stuff is going to be elbow grease, Tom. Yeah, gosh. That's, that's it. So basically, fireball. Fireball is Tony. Uh, that was from Keith. Uh, basically, fireball is just um, up a creek, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is where you're at at that point, Tom. Yep. All right. Arthur says, good morning. I have used a citrus cleaner and a long dwell time. Is that, yeah, that on the foam? Yeah, I think he put that up there when we were talking okay. about the foam. It, it'll 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 help. Um, like I said, there, there's there's tons of things you could use to kind of help, but you're kind of uh, you know using an eyedropper with water in it to put out the fire at that point in time mm-hmm. with everything you throw at it. I mean, it's gonna yeah. something might help, and you might find some kind of concoction that, uh, mm-hmm. that everything mixed together <laughs> may do something cool, or you might make mustard gas and you wake up on the floor passed out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So it's just a. Uh, <laughs> Gosh. All right. My guy, oh, uh, first from Puerto Rico says, wouldn't vinegar also dissolve the foaming sealants better than acetone? Um, a, a base or an alkaline will work better than an acidic because that stuff bonds by acidity. Mm-hmm. So anything that is a an alkaline base will help more than acidic. Very cool. All right, Tony, what was the lubricant that you used with the synthetic clay disc? I'm guessing he was still using paint gloss. Yep. Yeah. Paint gloss. Paint gloss. <clears throat> All right. Facebook user says if you if your bead maker freezes and it is not cloudy orange after it thaws, then it's no longer good anymore. So I'm guessing they're saying if the color changes. And maybe that's Keith saying that. Um, so yeah, so if the yes, Keith. So if the color changes a lot. And you'll kind of know bead maker. Um, I have seen one that has frozen too many times, actually saw it out of a mobile van. Um, and you can tell, you can tell when the bead maker won't mix up and it's not the right color anymore, then, then you may have a problem. If it's green, probably not. Right. Right. Unless you guys do like a St. Patrick's (laughs) If it's blue, just throw it out. All right. Super auto shout out to Eddie for trying PNS express interior. Yes. So um, Eddie Cologne, I did see that last night, um, tried Express Interior and he loved it. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's my go-to. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. All right. Gabriel, Tony, you need to look in the basement, find the net gator, perfect match with your beanie. Yep. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen some of the gators floating around out there this year. Throw I don't own to, any scarves or throw back to yeah, throw back to 2020. Josh Petro, good morning, crew. Good morning, Josh. Morning. It's like midday for Josh, even though he's in Boise. He starts at like 4 a.m. Oh wow, yeah, no. <laughs> Just because he feels like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have a question about water spots on a trailer. Are those oh they are hard from a sprinkler? A trailer is newer, the type you take camping. Um, so I'm not super familiar with uh, fiberglass. So Michael, do you know about water spots on trailers? Um, so, trailers? so um, I think he's talking about like a pull behind. So yeah. um, sprinklers basically are used. Uh, they just collect a ton of sediment, either going up in the ground or in the uh, the ceiling on places. So when that water just sits there and pools, all of that hard sediment just settles on the bottom. And when it does move, you're just getting blasted with like tons of calcium and different type of hard metals. So um, we see it a lot here in Atlanta for the parking garages. Uh, they'll mm-hmm. purge the sprinkler system every now and then. And the, unfortunately the cars that are sitting under there already have dust and stuff like that, which is, you know, a lot of 
uh, contaminants, and then it'll get wet, and then it'll pool in really hard circles. Most of that stuff is made up, like I said, trace minerals um, and calcium. Um, so you're just going to have to use a a water spot remover to basically oxidize that out to, to pull out. Um, yeah, anything from a sprinkler head, uh, 99% of those times, especially if it's like I said, an old parking garage, is probably the worst type of water spot you can down with it just because it's very, very heavy. So, just yeah. like I said, a good gel uh, water spot remover um, will usually remove those. Um, and if that doesn't do it, then it's probably soaked down into the actual clear coat. And if it's a gel coat, like it's going to be on those trailers, it can embed way down in there. Wow. I hate dealing with water spots. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Aaron says, are there any tips for keeping dust out of the coating while installing outside? I'm looking forward to using CCI mobile coating. And that was something that I'm concerned about. Um, so, so yeah, the deal is it? Uh, the, the dust isn't going to make that big of a difference. Um, like I said, we do have the the, the spray topper coming, uh, releasing at Mobile Tech. Uh, that will basically seal the coating out 100% um, from any you know outside contaminants embedding into it. So, uh, so Aaron, in two weeks, and that problem will be 100% solved for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what about when you're installing? Like, so if somebody's working outside and like you know the wind's blowing a little bit, how much of a big deal is it if you know, a, a piece of dust lands in the coating while you're installing it. I'm not a huge thing. If, you, if you're installing like a really dusty area and stuff, and you know that you're going to have some issues with that, probably the best thing that would do would be to panel prep that each individual panel right before you coat them. Mm -hmm. And that way you've got the clearest, you know, surface, because when you put a coating on a, any type of surface, whatever is on the, the base of that is what that ceramic coating is going to adhere to. Right. So if you've got a real heavy, layer of dust or whatever that might be, you know, in Georgia and, uh, you know, April and May, you've got to contend with the pollen and everything is coated with pollen. You know, I can panel prep a vehicle and it's yellow in two seconds. Um, so at that point in time, I have to either get somewhere where I can not have that or, you know, do small sections where I'm panel prepping it down and then coating it and do that, you know, section by section. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Very cool. All right. M&J Auto Detailing. Can you talk about the problems with coding durability claims? Why Advance is labeled as a three to five year? And what's the difference between a three year and a lifetime coding? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> so um, I try to be delicate. I hate this, que I hate this question well, as much as I do water spots. <laughs> so um, we label Advance as a three to five year coding. So why we say that is if you absolutely trash this coating for three years, you're going to get three years out of it. Um, if you take decent care of it um, and, you know, top it every year or whatever, it's going to last five years. If you take really good care of it, um, then you'll get, you know, very stretch uh, eight, nine years out of it. Um, the, the life or, or the time frame that people put on coatings is a, guesstimate at best from anybody uh, there's so many factors that play into that uh due to you know how the end user is taking care of it um you know if you're in boise and you've got you know two foot of snow and you've got all this uh mag chloride i mean there's just so many factors that play into that you know versus being in georgia and, and you know you don't have that much except for pollen or if you're in arizona's i mean there's 
there's so many factors in that. I wish that they would kind of get away from even putting a year rating on there. And then a lot of times they will test. So in testing, um, most of your ceramic coating companies do something that's called testing to zero. So that means that they will say, okay, in six years, there's 2% of our coating still left and there's remnants of it still there. And like, hey, it's still there. So it's, it made it six years. Um, <laughs> as to where my company tests to 40%, once that coating gets to the 40%, it's kind of lost a lot of um, its luster and what it needs to be doing to protect. Um, so if I said, if we tested a zero, I could say, hey, this is an eight, nine, 10 year coding. Um, but that's not a reality. You know, it'd be like a saying, I've got a 60,000 mile tire, but at 60,000 miles, there's wires hanging out of it. Right. That, that tire lost its performance and ability to do what it was supposed to do right. well before that 60,000 mile, you know, time. Mm -hmm. yep. um, so, yeah, the, the lifetime coatings is like, whose lifetime is it? My lifetime right. is it 10 years, 15 years? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Like I said, there's so many variables in it, and a lot of it's just a marketing ploy, in my opinion. Yep. Um, you know, we can take and test lifetime coatings and get three years out of it if we abuse them. Mm -hmm. um, we can take three-year coatings and take good care of them and get five years out of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just so much variation yeah. um, there in that. But anything you'll see on, on any of my products is if you absolutely trash it mm -hmm. of where you're going to be at. And that's kind of where I think, hey – What's the minimum time? I think minimum time is where you should do it and mm -hmm. not shoot the other side of right. what is the pristine if, you know, we keep our, our mm -hmm. car in the garage and we drive it twice a year and mm -hmm. every week we're out there, you know, wiping it down with bead maker or something like that, then mm -hmm. yeah, you're going to get a ton of time out of it. So. Yep. Yep. And that's what we kind of try to do with PNS too. So our coatings, we try to give, you know, worst case scenario, not worst case scenario, but if you treat your car, worst case scenario, this is right. how long we think it's going to last. So, you know, for me, and I, I always try to stress this in my coding classes and when I'm talking to people about coatings is, you know, I try to not put a time on it. I try, especially with my customers, I try right. to estimate it based on them. So they don't even know what the coding is supposed to do. So I give them the options and I say, this one's going to last you this long. This one's going to last you roughly this long. Because like Michael said, you have to start from the beginning. What paint system is it, right? Because like Porsche and Kia are going to be completely different, right? Um, how many miles does the car already have on it? How does the customer wash it? How do they park it? Is it indoors, outdoors? What state do they live in? Um, how many miles a year do they put on it? How do they normally wash it? There's so many factors that change the end result. And right. so there's no way. So for me, specifically for my customers, I try to say it based on their car. I already know my customers coming in, so I already know how they live. You know, I might have to ask, like, do you park inside? Do you park outside? You know, that might be what I have to ask. But, um, you know, I kind of already know what they're doing with their car. And so if somebody comes in with a 66 Nova and they want to put inspiration on it, what am I going to tell them? It's probably going to last the lifetime of this car. Like you're, you know, because they're taking it to car shows, they're hand washing right. it maybe once a year. It lives in a garage. That coating's not going anywhere. Right. And so you have to really, you know, I give customers a realistic expectation. Right. Um, you know, and I have, I have cars that they're, you know, contractors that are driving trucks up in the mountains and, you know, doing crazy stuff. And if, if I'm doing legend, I might tell them, Hey, we might only get two or three years out of this coding. 
because they're running it through a car wash five times a week. They're driving, you know, through bushes, they're parking it outside in the sun, you know, and so I just try to keep it really realistic for them because that's what you want is for them to get the value out of what they think they're getting. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing is that they feel like they got the value. So you just have to be honest with it. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, setting expectations and and being Mm -hmm. realistic about it is is the most important thing. And I'll tell anybody that comes through our, you know, PNS extreme one day is I think, you know, setting realistic expectations with your customer Mm -hmm. is the most important thing, you know, and, and coding in the coding world right now, um, you know, even the thickest coatings are about a micron and a half thick. Mm-hmm. And if you go and look that up, that's tiny. Yeah. Um, so if you're beating on it and, you know, uh, driving it through the woods, you know, brush, I mean, there's there's so many variables uh, that come into play on that. You know, um, mm-hmm. we do a lot of work for a company called Pike Electrical here. And what they do when they're at the end of the week, they'll literally take uh, straight non-diluted purple power and hose the entire truck down with it and then come back with a 4,000 PSI pressure washer and hit mm-hmm. the truck. Yep. Is that going to hold up very well? Right. It's going to do damage to it. You know, For so sure. I mean, um, you know, like uh, at our shop, we offer uh, advanced mm-hmm. as a lifetime coating, but the customer has to come in twice a year. I inspect it. I recode it for them mm-hmm. or, or, you know, uh, do it like a maintenance spray on it. And then at that point in time, it'll last uh, infinitely long because I know how it's been taken care of at least twice a year Yeah. versus customers that just take it and then, you know, go about their way. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what they're doing with it. So, yeah. Yep. Alex says, if you only keep a car for three years, almost every coating is a lifetime coating. Exactly. That's, That's totally true. my philosophy. <laughs> it's totally I have my philosophy. so many clients that come in uh, yeah. with cars and I know they get a car every year and I'm like, mm-hmm. I want the best. I want to go ahead and pay for the lifetime coating. Mm-hmm. It's like, I understand that, and I appreciate that you want to spend that money with me. But uh, you know, it's uh, but why? But like, I just want yeah. the best. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, uh, most of my high end clients are all they they go through cars faster than anything, and yeah. I'm like, I'll put that on there. It's fine. We'll yeah. do that, and then I'll see you yeah. in six six to twelve months and do the yeah. next one the same way. And the yeah. next person's going to be really happy with it. <laughs> right. Well, and with those customers, I just kind of switch gears to the ad- other benefits that maybe that level of coding brings them. Right? right. And so, and I'm very honest about that. I say, you know, this is probably a longer term coding than you need, but here's what you're going to get out of it. And, you know, right. most of them still end up choosing the highest level um, just because then I've put value into the other benefits, you know, like maybe right. the depth of gloss and, you know, ease of washing and all of that kind of stuff. So, all right, John says, I'll see you at the leadership course, Michael. I believe that's the one in May, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Awesome. Hans, a customer called me. He had an open perfume bottle and tipped it over and it went in the vent. How would you get rid of it? So I'm guessing is this inside the car? Like it went inside a vent inside the car? So on your newer vehicles with all of the foam and different uh non-hard surfaces inside of that. Well, change your cabin air filter first. That'll, that'll mm-hmm. help because that's where everything is kind of going. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no really way to do that. You can take um, some of the peroxide finisher um, mm-hmm. in, in the system and put it in where the air intake is in the front mm-hmm. and let it pull through. That will help oh. some. But mm-hmm. uh, the good thing about perfumes and stuff like that is most everything is a water-based now, so it's not going to last super long. Yeah, um, it'll kind of. But the peroxide will definitely help. That's a good idea. 
That's a great idea. Very cool. All right. Uh, this must be from Lindsay because I know she's on her way heading to the detailing success class. Have an awesome week team. Have fun. Cool. Enjoy it. Learn all the things. <laughs> all right. PNS East Bay. Hi, Michael. So how resistant are ceramic coatings to water spotting? And if spotting does occur, how likely does the damage extend through the coating and into the clear coat? Um, so there's a ton of factors that, that play into uh, water spotting. One, you have to take the amount of heavy materials that are in the water as it dries. Um, and then you have to look at the open pores or voids in the coating. Um, coatings are kind of all over the place. You can have some that have a really, really tight mesh into them uh, that don't allow things to seep into them. And then a lot of your coatings um, are very porous, which means things can get down into them. Um, so it just depends on the coating you're using of how resistant it is to it, uh, your solid size inside of it, uh, how old the coating is, um, the types of bonders and elastomers that are in the coating. I mean, there's a literal uh, ton of different uh, things that will, will make, you know, how resistant it is against water spotting. Mm -hmm. um, the smaller solid size that the coating uses um, makes a massive difference in how easily they water spot. Um, most coatings on the market, I always recommend putting a topper of some sort because that fills in these voids and pores to keep things from being able to embed in, into them. So, I mean, uh, most of the time your, your coating will, will absorb most of all the, the water spots and it won't go down into the clear coat uh, because your bonded layer of your ceramics are a lot tougher than the very top. Um, so most of the time, it, the, the coating will, will have 99% of the, the water spots and it won't extend down into the clear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but definitely water spots. That is one thing that I always tell my customers. Like, you know, I go through all the stuff that it is um, resistant against, but I always let them know, like, it, it, it will still, if you park next to a sprinkler, <laughs> you're still going to get water spots, um, you know, potentially causing us to have to, to, uh, polish down the coating too much. So, so definitely not resistant. Um, but I've never, that is one thing I will say though, is when I do have a car that has accidentally parked in, um, a sprinkler or something like that, it's usually pretty easy to fix. Right. Um, you know, just with a light polish, even just something like envy, um, I've been able to get them off. So it's definitely a totally different story than on naked paint and water spots. Um, you can definitely get them off, but, but it won't just, dry and not water spot for sure. Right. So, I mean, you guys got to, th so um, when water spots occur, like if any company tells you our, our coating won't water spot at all, uh, that's not true. Because right. uh, basically if, if you take any coating in the world and when the water is sitting there drying, any uh, hard contaminant that's in that water, when that mm -hmm. water evaporates is going to remain. So that's going to basically put that sediment, uh, mm -hmm. you know, in a ring uh, yeah. from there. So there's nowhere for it to go. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of, that's mm -hmm. kind of the explanation of that, but some of them will do it really fast or they'll absorb some. And that's where a lot of your problems come But the ones, uh, on your high end coatings, water spots are really, really easy to remove. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. For sure. All right, my guy Kirby, I hate the concept of coding grading using years. It's not realistic expectations applicable to everyone. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. 
M&J Auto Detailing. Great explanation about the durability ratings. Thank you. Yeah. And you know, I, I know Michael feels the same way as me. Like that is something I try to bring that up at every class I do because I'm really trying to get the industry to understand to like stop focusing so much on, on the year ratings um, because it is so subjective. So, um, you know, I like that we're getting the word out on that. All right, Nick Vecchio. Look, we were just talking about you, Nick. Yep. Um, Nick, if you uh, were not here earlier, Tony might need your help. <laughs> um, so Nick says, CCI has held up great here in Colorado against the mag chloride and the weather that we have. Many clients here do so-so job maintaining the coatings, but they're very easy to unclog, reset, and top it. Absolutely. Cool deal. We've got a, a few people up there that, that yeah. use it during the mag chloride. And yep. that's one of the uh, main factors that we did into it when we did our testing on it, just to yep. throw everything at it and you, you're good to go. Because the mag chloride's the worst. You can drive through it one time and customers will think that their coating has completely failed when it's just right. totally clogged. It's totally fine underneath. I don't find that it wears it down at an advanced rate, but it absolutely clogs it immediately. Yep. Immediately. Uh, Chris Kemp, anything to speed up the cure time on a coating? I currently use a ceiling fan on high for a couple of hours. Am I wasting my time? Um, yes. So um, I don't know if you were here earlier when we were talking about the, the way that ceramic coating cures. Mm -hmm. um, you can, um, and like I said, I hate to keep throwing plugs, but you know, we, we've got a, a, our topper that's going on there, but still it's nothing's going to speed up the time on um, the coating healing are basically fully curing from the bottom up. You can put things on top of it that protect it while it's doing that. Um, but even things like our lamps and things like that, they will help. But you, unless you have like a, a paint booth that does mm -hmm. full hour curing very mm -hmm. evenly with a certain temperature, even doing heat lamps, you're going to get real spotty stuff. Mm -hmm. And the issue with doing that is if I heat, you know, this particular panel on the outserts aren't going to get as hot. And then you're making that glass layer expand and contract and cure at different temperatures, which is more detrimental to coatings than it is helping them. Okay. Uh, that's good information. I know we have a couple guys that use the IRQ cure lamps. And so that is a really great explanation. I know years ago, um, I was installing coatings from a company that required you to use an IR lamp and, you know, going through the process, I just never felt like something was not working. So that totally makes sense. Um, you know, and it, it took me so much longer and it was a little bit scary, you know, yeah. honestly, um, there's a lot of user error that can occur yeah. in using an IR lamp. Right. So, you know, I just felt like the risk wasn't worth it. So that, that totally makes sense that you're, you know, probably parts of it are curing faster and, and not others. So that that's right. a really good note. And if you, sure. if you take these panels and you, and you, do like uh, at the microscopic level and it kind of mm -hmm. looks like the coating has the mange. Mm -hmm. Like it'll be yeah. super hard cured here, <laughs> kind of cured here, uh -huh. not uh -huh. really cured here at all. Then super hard. It's just, and that, you know, all of those in the way they're cured um, matters mm -hmm. for the crystalline structure when it links in together mm -hmm. of how that happens. And if you've got some that are fully mm -hmm. closed in by using superheated and then mm -hmm. the outside doesn't get that much, then mm -hmm. your base coating this against your paint is completely the crystalline structures all over the place. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one might last a really long time. Uh, one is going to be more susceptible to temperature changes. And if they're very too much, they'll mm -hmm. expand and contract at different rates and it'll actually fracture that very bottom layer and make mm -hmm. the coating fail prematurely. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
the only way to do that correctly, like I said, is to have one of the paint booths that literally yeah. has the full encapsulating hour, and then we yeah. can literally set a timer on it that uh-huh. has to stay at 140 degrees and all the hours directly right. the same. Right. At that point in time, then it is a massive difference in the way the coating holds up. But I can't afford to go buy a three hundred thousand right. dollar paint booth yeah. <laughs> at yeah. our shop, right. nor nor do I, you know, really have the need for it. And there's not that much of a benefit, right? Um, and we right. can piggyback that and then go into the self healing coatings. Mm-hmm. Um, most all of those require um, to be heated, mm-hmm. and basically their chemical structure uh, sets itself up like spring steel mm-hmm. uh, to where it the molecular's you know, they line up to a certain way and then heat makes them move back to home position. Mm. And it's the same way, unless you get that extremely constant cure on there, everything's going to be so different. And you'll just mm-hmm. have, like I said, your car will look like the mange when you've got, you know, this is healing really well. This doesn't heal at all. This kind of does, this doesn't. Mm. And then you're going to be like, Oh, there's no scratches there. All the scratches, some scratches, and it just, it looks horrible. Oh, that totally um, makes sense. So the the self-healing technology is one that I think in 10 to 15 years will be able to happen with coatings. But for Mm -hmm. right now, it's, um, -hmm. it's, it's not there. And then, uh, I I can't remember who I was talking to the other day. Um, they were talking about, Hey, I can just scratch paint and I can take Mm -hmm. a heat gun and the, the scratches disappear. I was like, well, the paint's swelling from heat. Right. So a lot of the coating companies out there that have self-healing mm-hmm. uh, coatings will superheat them. Mm-hmm. They'll just show you the swell mm-hmm. to where everything swells yep. in and it looks like it's healed. Yep. And as soon as that panel cools back down, then all that stuff's back there. 100%. So that's, that's a little smoke and mirror game that a lot of these companies will, will show you. And it's not, it's, it's not realistic. 100%. Yeah. Yep. So, so I've what I'm learning from that, that is... We all need a. We all need big ovens in our shops, and we just right. bake the car. Yeah. Just yep. stick them okay. there. Put a pepperoni pizza on the trunk, and just uh, you know, <laughs> let it roll. <laughs> and when it's when the pizza's done, the coating's done. Yeah, it's time to get it out of there. Yeah, that's how you know. It's like a timer. Um, well, we've got we've got a few more comments here and there, um, but we're already running long because, of course, mm-hmm. we are because it's Michael Hill, and he's an yep. awesome guy, super interesting, <laughs> super knowledgeable. Um, but I wanted to just kind of fire around get us through here, uh, the last couple of these and then get us to where we, uh, where we're going to be next. Um, and so I had one more here about CCI advanced, mm-hmm. um, fast Eddie here have CCI advanced going on a new truck this week. How will advance accept defender as a topper? This is a great question. Um, it will not accept uh, defender right off the get. It'll kind of give it like a smeary type mm-hmm. of, uh, Thing Defender works as a great maintenance about six months into it. Um, but the way advanced is formulated, um, it basically, uh, when it's curing, it'll chemically adhere to the surface and then it actually starts repelling itself mm-hmm. to be able to make it where it's easier to remove. Um, so it's already repelling, like I said, repelling itself. And then it's very, very resistant to anything uh, adhering to it. Um, I had an absolutely nightmarish time trying to develop the coating we've got now that mm-hmm. goes on top of it mm-hmm. because of that. And it was basically fighting against that until I found mm-hmm. a way to kind of make it work as best possible. Um, I absolutely love Defender. I think it's an awesome product. Um, you know, the backstory on that is I had a, a coating. I was like, cool, I'm ready to rock and roll with this. And then Defender mm-hmm. come out and I test it. And I'm like, well, crap, now I've got to go back <laughs> and do it because Defender is good. Mm-hmm. Um 
so you know that that defender's been out for a while, and I've literally mm-hmm. been working on something that uh, uh, since defender released to get to the point where we're at right now. Like I said, uh, okay, defender cool. is great. Um, like I said, after you get six to eight months, where a small amount of it will adhere, but if you put it on there an hour after, you're going to have a mess. It's going to be very mm-hmm. slurry. Yeah. Uh, it's going to look kind of greasy, and it's going to keep fogging mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Um, you will not have a good time. Yeah. So. Yep. All right, Terry. Wow, Beadmaker and Coffee has been amazing. So much great value and information. Thanks for joining us, Terry. I think you said PNS, I was the turtle on that. So yeah, <laughs> PNS East Bay. Uh, are there any chemicals that degrade coatings prematurely? Anything on the market today to avoid? Um, so you want to avoid, um, depending on the, the the coating you're using. A lot of them are very susceptible to high alkaline chemicals. Um, you can take. Um, concentrated APC and strip about 90% of the coatings off in the coating world instantly. Even the ones that say they're lifetime, mm-hmm. um, two lifetimes, bullet resi- <laughs> any of these things that, you know, they do stuff with, there's chemical companies that are coating companies that, you know, could catch stuff on fire, but you can take yeah. APC and we'll strip it off completely. Wow. Um, so there's a few of them out there. Uh, mm-hmm. One's an orange bottle that you can put uh, straight APC on. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But most of your coatings out there, high alkalinity will will strip them off almost immediately. Okay. Good there to you know. go. Good to know. Um, and I mean, honestly, I think that's pretty much it. We've just got a few mm-hmm. more, a little bit of a discussion on on poor Hans's um, yeah. uh, uh, perfume down Chemical. the car vents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I recommend steam and maybe even an odor dock treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, now, now we've got a whole pizza thing that's going on. Um, <laughs> apparently, Pete, made, us. I mean, you know, this is this yeah. is uh, it built this temple that I have. So, Bead Bead maker and pizza. pizza is is my yeah. solo uh, podcast spinoff afternoon uh, show. Happening. Yeah, the afternoon, <laughs> nice. the late night nice. and pizza. Um, but that's awesome. So uh, anyway, I, pizza I have one last day. thing to yeah. note. I have one last thing to note about MTE. So uh, Thursday night, if you're going to MTE, Thursday night, right following um, education day, so five o'clock, we are having a... like a meet and greet with ATG. So they're sponsoring a, an event for the industry, um, for all of PNS's friends. Um, so kind of just welcoming us into the family. Um, so it is from five to seven. I'm gonna have to look at the flyer real quick. Cause I already forgot the name of the room, but five to seven o'clock. Um, it's still at the Gaylord Palms. I'm trying to think of, uh, how to get there easiest. It's like the, I think the question from everybody, are they going to have free pizza? Um, no free pizza, but there is, um, you know, drinks and all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> you should throw that in there. But like, Hey guys, everybody's really expecting pizza now. So you right, probably make that happen. Right. Yeah. So funny. I'm trying to find this. Where's the room here. All right. So, um, it is, Oh, there is. So the easiest way to get to this is, um, I would go to Beadmaker and coffee or not Beadmaker and Coffee, the Beadmaker Lounge on Facebook. There's a flyer up that I posted on Friday. Um, so go on there because there's a link to Eventbrite. We do need you guys to RSVP um, because if we end up with too many, we may have to start limiting it. But go to Eventbrite to make sure that you get on the list. Um, and so there's a link, super easy. It's totally free. So there's no charge. We just need you to um, 
RSVP to that. Um, so it is kind of drinks and I believe like light appetizers are included. So, um, go check that out. Please come by and support us. I know that, you know, all of us on team PNS are very excited about this. Um, we're excited about the gathering. So, you know, I know that there's lots of events for people to attend during MTE, but we would love it if you would stop by and say hi. Um, so the room is the Fort Castillo. Castillo. Um, so come see us five to seven Thursday night, right after, um, education day, but RSVP. <laughs> right. Uh, anything right. else? Did I miss anything? So we'll be back obviously for the next bead maker and coffee, right? Following MTE. So you'll get to hear all about, um, all that good stuff, but, um, couple other notes, make sure you follow, um, the IDA because we will be actually, um, live a couple times during the event, um, you know, with different things. Um, so make sure you're following the IDA Facebook page. And then of course, PNS, you know, we'll, we'll kind of do lots of posts and maybe go live a couple times, um, for those who are not able to attend MTE. We'll try to give you kind of an inside look on what's going on inside the industry. And other than that, I can't wait to see you both in a week. And thank you, Michael, I'll for coming on. I've been, your, your, your uh, yeah, we, Yes, we've been wanting to have you on the show for a long time because um literally I'm not joking, I could I could hear you talk about chemicals for hours. It never gets yeah, it's boring. So fun so, to talk and just yeah. sit down and just like get lost in Michael's brain for a while. Yeah. So thank you so yeah, much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Some, yeah, I <laughs> yeah, like I said, I love PNS. I think you guys are, are killing it. Uh, you know, most of all the chemicals I use are, are PNS and uh I think Bob and Dave are awesome. Love spending mm -hmm. time with the whole PNS group. That's where mm -hmm. usually when I go to events, I'm hanging out with you guys for the most of the part yep. of the time. Um, but yeah, looking forward to seeing everybody at Mobile Tech. Yeah. Um, anybody who's watching, you guys, like I said, if you, you guys see me, come flag me down and mm -hmm. um, love to chat with everybody. Love meeting you people. Love, you know, uh, talking to everybody in the industry. So yep. awesome. really appreciate you guys having me on. No problem. We'll do it again. Absolutely. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Michael. Yep. Thanks, right. everyone. You guys have a great one. Work. See you about Mobile Tech. See ya. We'll see you next time.